Life is full of questions. It's full of twists, turns, and complex issues to try to figure out. You need answers. Welcome to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. Hit it. You'll hear us discuss the pitfalls and common investing mistakes we see people make and encourage you to think about solutions to some of the problems and question marks you might face in your own financial life. So let's get to the show. Welcome to another edition of the podcast. It's the Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien here with me to talk about the Roth. We're going to bash it a little bit. Whoa, mm-hmm. what? You know, uh, what, <laughs> what's going, what? What is going on with that? That's the so, magic of all magic. That's the magical, right? Yeah, that's the magic bullet of whatever. So uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit. I just want to kind of look at this article, Nathan, that we found in Yahoo Finance. Uh, yeah. A little bit clickbait for sure. It is, uh, yeah, yeah. In some ways, but it's some interesting points just to kind of, you know, just kind of think about, right? We, Absolutely. We're on yeah. episode, what, 131 here of the podcast. Oh, so, really? Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. And it's so, I mean, it's always interesting to try to find, you know, there's, there's only so many topics within your, your world, right? <laughs> That's right. So it's kind of like, That's how right. can we find different ways to kind of uh, uh, bounce these things around and hopefully provide listeners with a useful nugget of information uh, of things that they might want to consider for themselves, you know? So yeah. that's, yeah, that's the topic sure. anyway this for week. Sure. How, how you doing? Perfect. Doing great. Doing great. Yeah. It's uh, everything's going good and excited to go through this. I, I know I get, I don't know. It seems like every week I get questions on, should I do a Roth or not? Mm, so yeah. um, it's just something that a lot of people are kind of, they get these ideas from, I mean, really Dave Ramsey and all the radio shows and all the financial things, you know, a lot of things just talk about Roths as the key and this yeah. is what you should use. So I really think this is a good idea to just go through and say, well, Maybe it's not the most perfect thing for you, so let's let's consider some. Yeah, some things and, and I tell you, the the comment section alone on this article <laughs> that's uh, right is worth the price of admission. Yeah. yeah, no, it's good, and th- there's some good points and and good uh, good ideas in the comment section from people because they're like, hey, what about? Yeah, you know? and good and to see just, that people are thinking. It is right. Yeah, yeah uh, versus just right. kind of reading the headline and rolling with it, which is what we <laughs> seem right. to do. Because the headline is, I lost four hundred thousand dollars of my retirement savings in a Roth four hundred one k, and you. Could too, right? Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah. So, it, which catches your attention? Which catches your attention? <laughs> attention That's for sure. Right. Uh, and so, basically, the articles in Yahoo Finance. We'll put a link to it, folks, so you guys can check it out. Uh, and, and the guy goes through and talks about some different things about how you know he he put too much in and so on and so forth. And so, I wanted to get your take on it because yeah. I know you read read through it. So, what is your thoughts? Yeah. So the uh, the author here really, I mean, his idea, his premise for this article is. Basically, everybody hears that a Roth is the answer and you should do a Roth no matter what. And ultimately what a Roth is doing is you're paying taxes now at your current tax bracket. Right. Okay. And you don't pay taxes later. His idea is... Tax-free growth, right? Yeah, it's tax-free growth. Yeah. Yeah. So um, his idea is, man, I'm I'm doing really good now Mm income-wise. So I'm in a higher tax bracket now than potentially I will be in retirement. I think my income is going to be less in retirement than it is today because I'm doing really well. So if I do that calculation and I pay the tax rate now at my higher income bracket, then that's costing me $400,000 is what his calculation is. Yeah, I was seeing that, that he's saying that he's the way he sees it is, is he's assuming that if they're paying 22% on the on the money going towards the Roth, that's right, 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 then right. that's that's the number they're paying. And that's it's the cost average them. calculation that we see out there and, and why people say that, you know, Roth is the answer is because we see that 22% used quite a bit. Yeah, you and know? so, yeah, to that um, point, if you're thinking you're going to be in way, uh, way less income bracket in retirement, then yeah. 
that, but that's not it's not a given. And I think one of the problems no, I not. have with this that's is right. that this, this is assuming that the standard cliche of I will be in a lower tax bracket when that's I retire right. is the norm, and it is not the norm anymore. That's Can right. you do no, it? That's true. Yes. But you yeah. have to plan. It doesn't just they don't just issue it to you, Nathan, because you're sixty five, right? No. <laughs> it's not <laughs> like the right. same thing with Medicare. Right. They go, here's Medicare. Oh, and by the way, you're in automatic lower tax bracket. It doesn't work that yeah, way. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. I mean, basically the only thing you get extra at sixty five is three thousand dollars more of a standard deduction. That's fifteen hundred for each of you. So yeah. that's the only thing extra that you get at that point. So you know, it's not going to help you a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to so. be in a lower tax bracket in retirement, you you have to Plan strategize, right? Because yes. most advisors that. I talk to across the country on a regular basis say that the majority of their clients end up in the same tax bracket. They're not yeah, necessarily higher, right. but they're not necessarily right. lower either. They just kind of stay status quo. Which is kind of what you would expect because you want to have the same standard of living, the same lifestyle, right? right. I mean, that's right. why you plan. That's why you plan for retirement. So you have that same thing. One thing that we don't know that throws a kink into this whole equation is what are tax brackets going to be in 10, 15, 20, 30 years? You know, right. we don't know that. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the good money is on higher clearly because of just yeah, what we owe and, yeah, and so on and that's so right. forth. No, that's right. So that's, that's, there's the law of probability kind of leans that way that we're going to you know, be there in yes. a higher tax bracket. Yes. So if that's the case and you're trying to keep that, maintain that standard of living, it just stands to reason that you probably would not be in a lower tax bracket. So does that make the Roth still then a bad choice? It does. And so, <laughs> the reason... <laughs> According to this person. No, that's right. According okay. to this person. And and that's what he's saying. And, and you know, it, it ultimately ends up being that, hey, and that's what all the comments are down at the bottom. You don't know, you know, mm -hmm. you just don't know. And the comments were saying there's no way to know for sure. And really it comes down to me as an advisor. This is why I tell people so often to have the different buckets. Have a Roth, have a traditional, and then have just a regular brokerage account, what it's called, just a regular taxable account. So when you are in retirement, depending on your situation and you know, the the one aspect that you can't control is the government changing tax rates. And so, you know, that's going to impact your retirement. You can have those three different buckets to pull from during those times during retirement and be able to basically control that a lot easier in that situation. So mm -hmm. um, do you get what I'm saying yeah. on that? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's easy to, to help with that. So um, I do think that ultimately it's smart to not put everything in a Roth or everything in a traditional. Right. Okay. Right. Um, I mean, you've got to have some different buckets to draw from. And, and, you know, when you do have that new car that you need in retirement, you can pull from that Roth and it keeps you from having additional income at that time. But I do see the point of, you know, really, I mean, for myself, my income is higher now than I plan on it being in retirement. Okay. And so that's really the case for me is I'm not funding a Roth really heavily, you know, mm -hmm. um, with that. I'm not funding that. And so what I'm doing is is deferring that tax until later, you know, and, and for myself. And I see that with some people in the, in the situations that they're in. Is there is there a kind of a takeaway that you got from that where you something maybe he you don't think he did consider would that be the the benefits of the multiple buckets yeah, like you just talked about? I I definitely think I mean you know so one of the good things about um, a Roth is you know when you put funds into it you can take those that money out after five years 
Okay, that's one thing that he really doesn't talk about. You can take that money out without a from penalty. A, from a Roth. From a Roth, right. yeah, without a penalty. You can take the principal out. You can't take out growth, uh, but you can take out the principal without any 10% penalty or taxes because you've already paid the taxes on that. So the IRS mm-hmm. is right. fine with that. Even if you're under 59 and a half, that allows for, for that kind of thing. And so that's a big deal. Um, you know, one of the other things that he really doesn't address is required minimum distributions. Okay. You know, that's a right. big deal. Um, with a traditional IRA or 401k, at 70 two seventy three, whatever, you know, seventy five for some people whatever, now. Whatever with the new be law. now. Yeah, yeah, with the new rules. Yeah. yeah. So you're required to take out a certain percentage each year. It starts at about four percent. So if you've got a million dollars, you've got to take forty thousand dollars a year. That can actually kick you to a higher tax bracket. Okay. Um, which is you know, an issue potentially, especially in uh, retirement like that. And so the Roth does not have that requirement because you've already paid those. So there's some different things that he really didn't address, didn't consider. And so it it is super specific for you. And that's what I want everybody to take away from this okay. is just because you hear that a Roth is awesome and, and Dave Ramsey talks about it all the time or whatever. All these, sure, all yeah. the talking heads talk about how amazing a Roth is, and that's the only thing you should do. That's not the case, okay? Just just be careful when you're planning for these things and, and make sure that you consider for your situation what, what you're trying to accomplish. A lot of times I tell doctors, you know, that their income now is tremendously high, mm-hmm. and they're not really planning on having that high of an income, you know, in retirement, and they're probably not going to be working at that time. And so um, if they're not, then their income is going to be significantly less. I mean, uh, that's a big reason to defer that tax until later. I think if there's a big discrepancy in what you're making now versus what you're projecting to make in retirement. Okay. Um, and that, and that certainly makes sense. And, and I think also your age may factor into this. We've talked about this before and I've, I've kind of picked your brain on, you know, so if you are, let's say 30, you know, and you've got 30 years to go and, yeah. you know, the way we're spending money and the way the things are, I mean, it just seems, it just, again, it has to seem, you're, you are gambling. You are taking a calculated risk that something's going to happen with the tax code one way or the other, right? right? Yes, and that's, that's that, right. But that's part of life as an American anyway, you know, as <laughs> a taxpayer yeah. anyway, right? Yeah, that's so true. if you're 30 and you're pumping away, maybe you should be pumping away to a Roth because you are paying the taxes now, let's say at the 22% tax rate versus yeah. 32, yeah. that it yeah. might be in 10 years. But again, it might be. It may not be. That's now, right. I don't think anybody can probably make a valid argument that we're going to see lower tax rates than what we currently are in because yeah, we're how probably can we get not. There, right? I mean, it's lower than it's ever been, so it's probably right. not going to be so, lower than this. And I, that's why I kind of like your idea of having different. We talk about different kinds of income streams, income buckets. Yeah. We talk about yeah. different kinds of taxable buckets. So yeah, it seems to reason that it makes sense to have a little bit of things spread out in different areas so that you have some different options. It just adds flexibility. That's the thing. To that's the strategy, the key. right? Because, yeah, Yes, that's right. To the strategy, because we just don't know. And and the whole premise of this is is built on the idea of taxes. And that's one thing that we just cannot know. Even five years from now, we Mm -hmm. don't know what tax rates are. Two years from now, we don't know what tax rates are going to be because the election, it changes almost every presidential election that we have. Well, and your taxable income, how you're pulling money and when and where is also going to affect Social Security because it's going to affect the taxable amount of that, right? Yeah, it does. There's a strategy within that of saying, okay, so what are we pulling from to keep our 
uh, income tax low so that we're not you know right. maxed out on the up to 85 uh, Medicare premiums, everything. Medicare I premium, mean, a right. lot of that stuff is impacted by income, what's taxable, what's not. Now, you know? to be fair, the, the guy does say, you know, you need to check and see whether it's good or bad for you individually, right? Yes, yes, um, he does, absolutely. You know, but, absolutely. but just kind of going with the standard argument of, you know the tax rates now versus what they are in the future. I think is a little too. It's a little too broad. It stroke. is. It's. He's just trying to again. It's. It's catching your attention by with the with the article, and then he goes in into saying his reasoning, and and that fits for him. Yeah. You know, I think it fits for his situation, um, and I see it. Like I said, a lot of times with doctors um, or higher income, you know, business owners as well. Maybe yeah. um, just a big discrepancy. Uh, between the income now and the projected income for retirement. Well, and I've so, certainly seen a lot of advisors talking about, or planners just talking about the age portion saying, you know, if you're 60 and, you know, you're getting close to retirement and you've never done the Roth, then does it yeah. make a lot of sense to, to start doing yeah. one now? Well, of course yeah. not, right? No, that's but, right. It's a five-year rule, so you got to leave money there for right. five years. That's really what we're talking about with that. But then also just the advantages don't really weigh up in that short of a time frame. But yeah. I, at the same time, you do have so many people talking about the fact, hey, okay, you got a million bucks sitting in a traditional 401k. Yeah. Uh, and that's all, you know, waiting to have that tax time bomb, that's right? right? So that's right. it doesn't make sense to start converting some of that into a Roth, paying the tax at the 22% rate, let's say that you're at currently, uh, if that's your tax bracket, mm-hmm. because it's more than likely going to be higher in 15 years when you do need to access it once you get to retirement or whatever your numbers happen to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's certainly, right. I mean, there's a big argument for that, and it, I mean, to me, that makes an awful lot of sense to consider for your strategy because if you're sitting there on a million bucks, you don't have a million bucks, you got more like seven hundred thousand once you yeah. pay the government. You know? <clears throat> That's right. So, That's right. And um, devil's advocate of that is, you know, basically, and you can make right now. Hundred and twenty thousand dollars. If you're both over sixty five, married, filing jointly, you can okay. make a hundred and twenty thousand dollars in income and only be in a twelve percent tax bracket. Hmm. You know, so that's under current tax laws. That is going to change in the future. We don't know what that's going to do, but again, statistically, it will probably go up. So, if you were converting, um, you could potentially do some conversions at you that rate. Conversions and, and convert at that rate. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty yeah. darn so, enticing as well. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's things that you can do. I mean, 120000 income is good. That's you combined, know, that's a, correct? That's, yes, that's yeah. combined. Okay. That's right. So um, that's that's what you're looking at now for tax brackets and, and taxes at the effective tax rate. Okay. Not okay. the marginal rate. The okay. marginal rate would be at 22% there, but um, the effective tax rate because of the standard deduction and what you're actually paying is going to be actually a little less than 12% in that gotcha. scenario. So, and so this is where, I mean, I guess an individual, we've talked about this about uh, well, about 131 times. It's episode 131. <laughs> but it, it, this That's is right. where having the the um, you know the individual strategy for you done, you know, for your situation, right? Because this yeah, is a it's un- all based on your your right. plan. Well, this is a yeah, universalism. Right. This is a universalism. I love that. That I don't even know. I've never even looked to see if it's a word yet. I keep saying it all the time. But it, it's you know. Taxation is going to affect everybody listening to this podcast, just yes. like Social Security will affect everybody yep. listening to this podcast. Right? There's yep. these things that we have to deal with that we all are going to have to deal with. But how you use the individual products like this and like this this conversation that this gentleman uh, sparked with this article is individualized, right? Yes. And that's, that's where you've right. got to do the planning and the strategizing with a professional. 
Mm-hmm. That's right. That's where it comes to. And, and ultimately it's going to help you make the best decision for your situation. And, and, um, and that's why we do what we do. That's why I have a job. Yep. So, um, that's, that's what you need to base this decision on. Don't mm-hmm. base it on just like a lot of things we hear that that's not specifically for you. It's just the talking heads saying, Hey, this is it. And, and well, yeah, the, you mentioned Ramsey, right? I mean, yeah, obviously he's yeah, got a huge right. empire and a huge, and, yes, and, and, yes. And he's got and a lot of great, of great advice. advice. Yeah. Yes, but absolutely. it's not always the case for everybody. That's, it's not necessarily specifically for your situation. Yeah. And so, uh, universalism is a word, but I don't, it doesn't, from the definition I'm seeing here, Mark, it's, it's really based on, uh, religious beliefs. Really? And, and so, yeah. Well, I've been applying about... it to finance for like four years. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> so if someone starts using it in finance on a regular, t- I got to get some credit for this. Somehow. Yes, you do. Yeah. I got to figure <laughs> out how right. to do that because we all, but, right. you know, but again, like you and I are going to go through the same set of problems, right? In retirement, yes, but they're going right. to be also completely different because we're completely mm-hmm. different human beings. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's, you know, wacky like that. I mean, that's life, right? That's yeah, just yes. life and, and, yeah. and how things kind of go. And you're so much older than me. So therefore it makes, <laughs> it makes it completely different. Right? That's right. It does. <laughs> it does. Well, well, like I said, folks, we'll link the article in there, you know, feel free to share your thoughts with us on, on what you think about Roth versus traditional and, and, uh, you know, and read the comment section. Yeah. Check out some uh, of the comments. It's, yeah. it's great. Yeah. There's some interesting Good arguments there. down there. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you got questions, of course, if you do need some, you know, better clarity and understanding how it does affect you uh, and you're not already working with Nathan and you're checking out the podcast, make sure you give him a call before you take any action. Don't just blindly, willy-nilly jump into something uh, from something you hear from us or Ramsey or anybody else until you see how it specifically is going to affect your unique situation. And you can reach out to Nathan, as always, at thefinancialanswer.com for some answers. Thefinancialanswer.com is where you can find the podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, all that good stuff. You can subscribe right from there or reach out to him and Tanya and get yourself onto the calendar for some questions. All right, my friend, thank you so much for hanging out and chatting yeah, with me as thank always. You. Thank you. Yeah, it was good. It was good uh, conversation today. That was an interesting article. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, you're like, you're like, check this out. Let's read this. And I was like, okay, we'll go through that. Uh, but you guys have yourself a great week and we will be back in a couple more. Well, next time we talk, it'll be September. Mm. So wow. starting to cool off maybe a little bit. I'm ready. Then. Yes. I know, right? a heat wave. <laughs> it's, been, it's been toasty, but it's yes, summertime. It so yeah, that's right. It is what it is. All yeah. right, my friend, I'll catch you later right here on The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. O'Brien & Associates is a registered advisory firm in Tennessee. This show is intended for information and educational purposes only. Consult with a qualified advisor before taking any action.